Welcome, everybody, to Music of the Spirit. This is our special Halloween broadcast, and we have two incredible guests for you guys today, Keith Luker and Kevin Alexander. I have to tell you guys, man, I am so beyond pumped to have these guys on this show because of the personal influence they've had on my life and my ministry, the countless amounts of lives that they've been able to touch, the incredible rising star nature that Kevin is in the Christian EDM space, and with everything that Keith has going on from the music-infused ministry, the prophetic worship and pastoralship, uh, the incredible leadership there. So we are, we are getting ready here, and Kevin and Keith, how are you guys? Doing, Doing good, well. man. Good to be here. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, we are excited to have you guys and, and we have a lot. So we're just going to jump right in. Um, Kevin, I think the first question that, that I've got for you is I want to hear a little bit because you have such a dynamic sound. You've clearly done all the work and putting together, you know, your unique sound and stage presence. Mm. When did you start making music and what was that kind of inception like for you? Sure. So I grew up in a family of musicians. My my family, they were, you know, did worship in church and everything. And I grew up in a, a Russian household. So I was around electronic music and all that stuff since I was a kid. So I started taking piano lessons uh, when I was younger. So when I was like nine, 10 years old, took piano lessons for a few years. And yeah, my dad, he also like, was like a, a producer in a way like he produced his own albums and everything and so I, I was around that kind of environment growing up and then around high school so 14 years old I started to produce electronic music um, and haven't stopped since then so it's it's been a fun journey <laughs> uh, doing all that <laughs> yeah I believe that and and it's awesome I think growing up with the influence around you you know I come from a musical family complete opposite end of the spectrum. I came from what a backwoods Mississippi family that sat around in picking circles and they just basically gave you a banjo or a mandolin or a fiddle and were like, which one can you play? <laughs> and, uh, and so you kind of just figured that out. And then, uh, and I can resonate with that too. I too took piano whenever I was young and then that's what kind of got me into the scene too. So that's awesome to hear. And, and, you know, there's a lot to be said for the quality of sound that you put out. And so I really dig that. Keith, what about you? Because I know that you've got a, a very music-infused ministry. I mean, I, I constantly see you out on the YouTube channels and on the videos with a guitar in your hands. And, and you're bringing the gospel in a very unique way. What kind of, what kind of started that for you? And, and how did you feel God leading you specifically into that calling? Well, I, like Kevin, grew up in a musical family, and uh, we had instruments around all the time, and, and I took piano lessons when I was a kid, and my dad taught me two little one-finger chords on the guitar, <clears throat> I think when I was 13, and uh, I sort of took it from there. I'm sort of a self-taught guitarist, but what really changed sort of my musical journey was uh, a vision that I actually had a lot of years ago where I saw in this vision, the worship team showing up to the church with no music and no plan whatsoever. And this was, this was quite a few years before we saw the kind of incredible explosion in prophetic worship that we're seeing nowadays, where 
almost every praise team in the world, you know, has a little section where they'll go into the spontaneous. But back, back when I had this vision, I'd never seen it before. And the worship teams showed up to the church with no music and no plan. And as they started the music, Holy Spirit gave the music and the lyrics at the same time to all the band members and people, the, the, the worship team started playing as if they had rehearsed it. And what was incredible about it is that the, the audience started singing and I could hear what people were commenting on in the audience. They were saying things like, oh, this is my favorite song. And I was thinking in the vision, how can it be your favorite? We just made it up. And then the, the, the song would change and the Holy Spirit would give the music and the lyrics. And then they would say, oh no, this is my favorite. And, and it, was, it was sort of almost like a, a pop music culture setting where everybody's hearing their favorite songs and they love it. And the crowd was so into it. But in that process, um, the cloud of God's presence just dropped on the, on the audience and people started singing spontaneous songs and the band started backing them up and the band actually went into the background like it was faded out and what was happening was happening in the audience and people were getting saved healed and delivered miracles were happening in the cloud of God's presence as we just listened and let the Holy Spirit be the orchestrator of everything that was happening that vision put me on the journey of prophetic worship and and it it eventually led me to EDM as a as a format or a structure to really see if we can tap into the sound of heaven and release it here on the earth that is so beautiful and and I think that it makes even more sense to me now because you know for the listeners out there I approached Keith and Kevin with the vision that God gave me for how I see this whole thing going. I mean, I came out of the the secular EDM scene and by the grace of God, I got out of it. So hallelujah there. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a bad scene. And I ultimately came to this along the same lines. I mean, it's funny whenever God gives you visions because mine came to me in a dream where all of a sudden I'm standing on a stage in front of 150,000 people and I'm looking around and I've got Michael bookending the stage 60 feet tall. You know, I've got every kind of symbology just going on and it's just, it allows that of what you're talking about, Keith, where the, the cloud of God can descend on the people. And, and so that was actually going to be one of my questions here is, you know, you've incorporated a lot of different types of music into prophetic worship and into your ministry, you know, I'm really interested in, in getting your take on what you see as far as EDM playing into the future of worship, because I personally think that we're watching a new age of revival come about. Absolutely. And uh, what, what led me into it was, you know, seeing uh, the videos of Tomorrowland and, and some of the largest festivals in the world drawing hundreds of thousands if not millions of young people to dance and party you know i guess like you were doing <laughs> but um and i just thought that's the perfect place for spirit-led music to be and and uh then uh, I, I was actually doing a revival in denver when i met kevin and 
and uh, heard a little bit of the stuff he was doing and we collaborated on on this project Jacob's Ladder but I was thinking you know I'm not a DJ I am a producer but not a not an EDM producer but but even even the spontaneous nature of what Kevin does there's a there's a prophetic element to what are you going to spin and what sounds you're going to do here and you know it, it's EDM is like a structure but the what happens inside the structure is spirit led and and that we could actually plop ourselves in the middle of one of those festivals someday and have the spirit of god going out on the people and let them get a taste of a different spirit oh you're getting me all hyped up here <laughs> this is where i start really getting feisty is whenever we start talking about this stuff um <laughs> no and kevin i definitely want to hear you speak to that i want to hear you know what was it like the first time that you met keith did you did you immediately kind of know there's a there's a kindred spirit there's a connection here that we've got and you know also bring me into your take too on where edm fits into this new age of worship and how we come together because you've been affiliated with some of the biggest names i mean Tim Hale and Deep Life and Transform and those guys all the way up to King Arthur with Bring the Kingdom. Like, oh my gosh. So yeah. I'm definitely, where are you at with that? Yeah. Um, so I met Keith, yeah, I was at a church called Bridgeway Church in Denver and he was doing um, like outpouring nights, I don't know, for like a week or something like that. And um, yeah, it was just one of those powerful encounters with the Lord. And I don't remember... I don't personally, like, yeah, it was such like a natural connection, I guess. I just came up to him. I was like, hey, I'm a producer. I make music and make dance music and stuff like that. And it just kind of happened, you know. I There was no, like, like I need to talk to him or something. It was just, like, you know, very uh, casual in a way. But one thing led to another, and um, I was invited to work on some music with him and for his projects. And, yeah, it was a, it was a cool time. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, like <clears throat> in terms of like, you know, prophetic and like the, the EDM and stuff like that's, it's funny. I would, I would be in like worship services at church and I would always like have it in, in the back of my mind. Like, I wonder what it'd be like if someone threw in like a four on the floor kick drum and then like, just like some, you know, just like all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, you, you can go here and here. And like, just, just thinking about these like cool, cool elements and stuff. And like, I agree with you guys, like right now, like God is definitely like birthing like a new thing. Like, like you mentioned King Arthur and stuff like God is like just putting together like some amazing people, the connections and um, God is infiltrate, like not infiltrating, but he is just like coming in with his spirit through dance music, um, whether that be through secular platforms or through like, you know, God's people are in it and um, people are making people that love Jesus and, and love the people that love dance music, like God is using them mightily. And it's, it's, a, it's an exciting time. And like, it's, it's one of unity. Like I feel like too, cause there's people who are in the worldly EDM scene and there's people who are a part of the Christian EDM scene. And I just feel like it's like kind of coming together, you know, in a um, cool way. <laughs> so yeah. I, I definitely yeah. agree with you there. I think that, I think I'm seeing more and more of that. There are, you know, there were the stepping stone, I guess, um, ministries that came before what is about to be unleashed, 
occupy the kingdom of God. You know, you had like Jesus Loves Ravers and you had whenever Jesus Culture came out with their remixes album. Um, what was that? Recharged, I think it was. Um, and, you know, just being able to be open and influenced by the Holy Spirit in this, there's, I talked to Jeremy James Whitaker on the past show and, and the way that he put it really resonated with me. There is this, there's this longing to be fascinated by something in the EDM scene. The people that go are longing for a spiritual experience. And it is, you know, it's the elements of Jesus's ministry that's infused even in the secular side that really grips them and keeps them there. The community, the unity, the love, um, you know, peace and and this whole the plur movement <laughs> those that are in the scene would know um and then you know being able to strip away some of the stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be there the drug use the alcohol even the the party related violence and things like that i think that like you said we are in a very very special time uh, of kind of watching this and so you know i'm really appreciative that you guys are here and you know, the biggest questions that I think I want to know um, and that we could dig deeper on is, you know, we'll start with you, Kevin. Whenever you are producing music, whenever you're on a stage and you're, you're live mixing, um, what do you think it is that, that really strikes a chord with you as what you want a fan to leave an experience with? Yeah, um, there is this moment um, specifically with DJing and live shows um, there's the one of my very first shows ever I performed with. Um, I opened up for Transform DJs with Tim and, and John, and mm-hmm. um, there's this moment when they were when they were playing and they were playing this like trance song, um, and I just felt this like pure like worship in the in EDM music. Like it was like I was dancing like for the Lord. It was like a, a an act of worship. Like I felt it deep in my my heart. Like this like so it was like a really cool experience to to just be free. And and I think the biggest thing that it releases is like freedom. Freedom of the fear of man. Like that's a big one. I feel like like when when you're just dancing and, and like for the Lord and it's it's so good, you know? Yeah, you're um, being like dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so like one of the biggest things like I, I want when I'm DJing, when I'm releasing music is like that people truly experience that freedom, you know, freedom from whatever things are, you know, anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff that that's tormenting a lot of people like that. I feel like that's what dance music brings. It's just like this next level of joy. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, that's kind of my biggest thing I pray for. Like Lord use this music to, to heal people's hearts, to, to bring them closer to you, you know? And um, yeah. That's beautiful. No. And I, and I get that too. Um, You know, because it is the, it's the escapism that plays into it. I mean, we're all burdened by so much and, and it doesn't seem that that's stopping anytime soon. (laughs) The head is not just going to let up at any point in time near. So whenever can I interject something on that too, bro? Yes, absolutely. So, um, I was I was on the road as a traveling revivalist uh, when I met Kevin, and uh, I did that for ten years. I, I did probably 150 churches a year for ten years. So um, I had a lot of experience with even 
even, you know, charismatic churches and people that are Bethel friendly and that you would say of the, of the churches in America, these are the freest churches probably in America. I found that we would, we would do these, you know, prophetic worship sessions that would go for, you know, a couple of hours, three hours sometimes. And then we would end, we would end the conference or the weekend with a dance party. And, you know, I would, I would just, you know, play recorded music that, that I thought was good. That was kind of in the EDM or at least, at least old school dance at the, at a minimum. And we just saw people coming unglued with freedom. And, and these are among the Christian groups that I would say are probably the most free. And they would say, I haven't danced like that since the seventies and stuff like that. You know, it was like, Christian people experiencing God in a new way through, through a different, a different approach, I guess you'd call it. And, uh, it, it started getting me really excited. And that's, that's really why I did the first uh, EDM project is because I thought there's something about this music that provides a structure for the spirit to really move in a way that he's not necessarily moving in the same way in just a, uh, a typical worship set. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it goes to, it goes to the quote that I've actually, I've used it in ad campaigns around you guys um, is when the spirit of the Lord is moving, we must be moving. Um, I, I absolutely loved that piece. And, and it's one of the reasons why I play you guys on repeat because it constantly reminds me, you know, okay, if he's moving, we, I have to be moving too. And so I definitely feel that, you know, would you say that in that way, Keith, you have a similar feeling about what you want everybody to leave with is just that, that ultimate freedom or is there, is there something else there too? Yeah, it's absolutely another way to encounter God and, and a fresh way. It's, it's a modern pop way to encounter God and and I, I would say just in my last 10 years of being on the road, not 5% of the churches is, has experienced this. I definitely would agree with that. Um, yeah. You know, and I oftentimes will talk to people. I mean, I grew up family full of ministers. I mean, I've got Pentecostal, Methodist, Disciples of Christ, you name it, we've got them. And, and few and far between has anybody experienced anything like this. And oftentimes they get a little bit scared by it. I mean, you have to be, you have to really be in the right place for opening yourself up to what this is. But I think that there is, there's a ground there for some serious discovery and some serious spiritual enlightenment whenever you're willing to extend the bounds of what you think worship can be because those that limit God in what he can move through, you know, there's just, uh, there's such an incorrect view there. And, and I'm excited to see what this brings. Yeah. Well, when we started on our prophetic worship journey in 92, when I had that vision, nobody was doing this, man. It was, it was, it was so weird, almost to a creepy level for people to have to sit there and go, what is the worship team doing? Why are they singing those words? And there's no words up on the screen for me to sing. And, and by, by the time we were into it, you know, 10 or 15 years, I would go to places. And if I didn't do perfect worship, like if I did a cover song or something that's really popular, 
people would like start to throw tomatoes and stuff and they would say, why are you doing that? Because we had come so far. And I think this is an, a new opportunity for the church to experience uh, new ways of worship and fresh ways of worship where God's moving. Um, and even if it's uncomfortable, uh, like, do we have the freedom to do this? Yes, we do. And yeah. let's do it. Let's have some dance parties at the church, man. I, I've always said in my revival ministry, the church should be the best party in town. And um, Kevin and I experienced that together in Denver. I mean, that, that's a really good church, very free, very open to everything. And we had people on the floor all over that place, man. I mean, the, the whole church was just coming unglued with the freedom and the, and the release of the spirit that was happening. So I think that's available to everybody and, and we should, we should provide a context for that. Absolutely. And that's what the, that's the platform that is being birthed as we speak. I mean, there are, there are artists coming out every day. There's new inspiration for even different types of sound within this, because that's one thing about, you know, I, I think the, the EDM space and, Kevin, this one will be for you because I've heard so many of the different subgenres, even just in what you do. I mean, whether it's whether it's Genesis, whether it's Let Me Go, whether it's Trombetta, whether it's Moving, you know, there's so much to it. Get Loose, one of my favorite tracks. But, you know, there's so many different places for this. And maybe it's just because you've been in the in the place to, of course, have that background and that influence. You've worked with some of the best minds in the industry. But what do you think the new artists need to see, the, the up-and-comers that need that inspiration? What can they gain from you here that will allow them to come out to the forefront and share their sound? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, when I first started out, I just released music and made music that I felt that moved my heart and I wanted people to experience that you know and what I experienced in the studio or in my room um, when I was making it you know and, um, as I, I've grown like as an artist um, like I, I've I dipped my toes in different genres of different you know places um, so from like moving to to uh, Genesis which is like more big room mm -hmm. uh, and like now I'm, I'm moving in a direction where it's more like housey, like it's, it's got, it's like ebbs and flows um, in, in the, in the scene. And right now, like I've, I've been moving in a direction that's more like house music oriented. So it's more like old school ish. Um, I don't know. It's just things that I've felt inspired by. Like I would, I would, I would release it. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is like comparison is, is a killer of a lot of stuff. Like if you like, oh, it's not good enough or like, oh, I don't sound like the best song that's out there. Or like, yeah, take into consideration like what's going on and what's like, you know, um, what people are liking, what people aren't liking. But at the end of the day, it's like you you have to be yourself, you know, when you mm -hmm. when you release music, when uh, like try to incorporate like your sound into it uh, it's not going to happen overnight it might but usually it's like just the process of like being brave to like you know what this is not perfect but I'm gonna release it and we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah but uh yeah I guess I, that's how I would put that definitely and and I think that that's something that we're gonna see here very soon is there are a lot of new artists that are gonna start coming onto the scene um and and some of these brands that have been cultivating these artists like yourselves 
Um, I, I think that they're going to have a unique place as sort of a gatekeeper in the kingdom um, and being able to, to really bring out new and unique experiences for fans. Um, because it's like, I personally feel, you know, whenever I listen to hymns and gospel and stuff like that, because I've grown up around it and there is definitely a sense of nostalgia um, in, in doing it. And I definitely feel connected in ways that are a little different. Um, but I, I've, I always felt, you know, like you were saying, Kevin, whenever you were listening to that music and you're like, what if there was a, a kick drum right here? What if we, what if we did some of these unique things? I always ended up with the feeling of, you know, whenever I think about some of the most influential stories in the Bible, I don't think that this sound of plunking on a piano and you know a standard bass guitar is what it sounded like whenever they were marching around the walls of jericho and you really felt that power of god moving through that place whenever you think about the seven trumpets hitting and it's like whoa what is this is this going to sound like somebody plunking on an electric organ no this is going to be way more captivating this is going to be something you feel in your chest and i think that's one of my motivating factors um you know, one of the other things that I'm eager to, to kind of learn about is you guys are both in Redding, California. Kevin, you just got there and mm -hmm. you're in, in this very unique uh, educational environment. Yeah. Are you guys in the, in the same place and going to the same church and everything? Yeah, yeah. we both go to Bethel Church and, and okay. Kevin, Kevin's in the Bethel School, so we're in the same place. We haven't actually seen each other till today, but... I was wondering about that. I'm like, are you guys like hanging out? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> well, no, because Kevin, you've been busy. But tell me a little bit about what y'all are doing within Bethel and within Bethel Church, and and you know how the ministries are going currently, and are there any uh, future projects that we're going to be hearing come out of the two of you guys? <laughs> there are yeah. rumors, right, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm in, obviously in the Bethel School, so BSSM first year, so. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, I think it was Chris Fallatin or someone said that's like drinking out of a fire hydrant, just like, like all this stuff. And you're like, what? <laughs> and, uh, so it's really good though. I am so stoked to be here. Like, um, it's obviously like different with like all the stuff going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I'm hopeful, you know? Yeah, and what's that program like? It's good. Like right now we're on online classes. And so we're kind of, you know, in our homes, but it's all through, you know, the online stuff. And it's honestly, I, I went because we had on campus as well. Like we were able to gather and stuff for a, for a bit. And like, it's still just as powerful online. Like mm. it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. My daughter's in the in the same class with Kevin. I don't know if you guys have seen each other, but I think you might be in the same revival group. I'm not sure, but she really? said she's seen, she's seen you. Your oh okay face on some of the Zoom calls, but um, yeah. So so BSSM is a little different this year. Um, our family has been here a, as a part of Bethel for the last uh, going on seven years, and uh, we've seen we've seen a lot of things change in the in the worship. Uh, we had a, a period before before the pandemic where um, uh, God really started to move in a fresh way at Bethel, like He had a few years ago. And uh, Eric Johnson, who's who's Bill's son, is the senior pastor of the local church, and then Bill, of course, is the 
you know, senior leader over the whole movement, but Eric was just, you know, he would show up at almost every, every church meeting uh, for a couple of months and say, we're just going to worship. And we even had one night where I kind of got excited because they, they moved all the chairs out. And I was like, what, you know, when's the last time anybody's seen that uh, an established big church move all the chairs? And there was just something about that little act of faith. They, they were saying, God's been moving. We're just going to go with it. And that's, that's kind of how Bethel is. And, and, and in the middle of a pandemic, you know, we're going to go to online classes and, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure the Holy Spirit gets his, you know, his moment. And, and, you know, it's great to hear Kevin that, that God's moving on the online classes just as powerfully as in person. And that's, that's kind of the culture we live in. And we're very privileged and very blessed to be in an environment like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, cause I'm on, I'm on staff at the Movement Church here in Covington, Georgia. Um, and, and I think that there are two schools of thought. You have the churches that were limited by this, and then right. you have the churches that really saw this as a very unique ig- expansion opportunity, almost. I mean, they expanded their online presence. They were able to, you know, really move in this new era kind of the technology and this new wave that that we were suddenly hit with. And, and I've seen so many churches like Bethel that have a progressive mindset towards the way that they approach a typical church service and the worship experience and everything moving in such a way that really they're not hindered at all. If anything, they're going 90 miles a minute. I mean, you're, you're watching this stuff happen. Um, and even some of the, the older pastors and people like that that I've seen move away from even though it's uncomfortable um, move away from in-person things and be able to spread their message online in different formats I always joke with some of my family because it started off and they didn't realize the importance of one of these guys Um, (laughs) and they were in their sanctuary with a smartphone and talking to it and I'm like nobody can hear you man but but then you see them start to get better and then all of a sudden their numbers start popping and you're like, whoa, man, this is awesome to see. So I definitely am glad to hear, you know, that you guys are, are experiencing that too, because Bethel is such a powerful ministry all around. Everything that Bethel is doing, I mean, you've got different branches across the country and you've got this just entirely spread out. The breadth of coverage that you guys have in spreading the gospel is fantastic. Um, and it's amazing to watch the minds that come out because just like we're talking here, you know, you've got some of the most incredible spiritual leaders that have come out of the Bethel ministries and the people who are not afraid to talk about what's supernaturally going on, um, really being able to tangibly feel and interact with the spirit in a way that more traditional churches seem to shy away from um, because the Holy Spirit is so real. I mean, and just like we, you know, pray before this call and pray before everything else, you can feel it descend and and it's like you guys talk about in Jacob's Ladder you can see them just ascending and descending and so it's really magical um so there are rumors of projects possibly coming up between the two of you guys what are we looking at there I'm super excited about it this is more of a personal question than anything at this point (laughs) yeah I I brought my gear with me so I brought my computer my speakers and microphone and so we'll have to find a time to 
you know, get together and make some, make some tunes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I kind of roped Kevin into it a little bit because he didn't know what he was getting into coming to the school. So he said, hold on, man. You know, I don't know what my schedule is going to be. And I was like, okay, bro, we can work it out. Right though. Please say yes. And he did say yes. So I've actually got, I think three or four tunes that Kevin had already produced for me that I've just never put any um, vocals on. And so we have that to start with, but if we could do, you know, some sort of a collab and maybe, maybe write a couple of new songs together and produce together. That's, that's kind of what I'd like to see where we could end up with a five or six song EP. That's new music from Keith and Kevin, you know, so that's what I'm going for. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait for it. I know us here at spirit music ministries, we are going to be watching very diligently um, <laughs> and waiting for that. Cause we are going to have y'all back on this show whenever that starts coming down i'm going to be showcasing those tracks everywhere that i can get them um we're on a an international radio network now so can't wait to be able to spread some of that love around man and and feel that coming through uh last thoughts i want to know what y'all's personal favorite tracks are from the jacob's ladder project Keith, I'm going to start with you. What is your, what's your go-to track from that one? You know, I, I think it's going to be the same one. It's the one that uh, me and Kevin worked on the most. Basically what happened was well, the song moving. And, and I had this pretty good preach that I thought was decent from, uh, I think I was in Surprise, Arizona. And it, there was something on it that just, I mean, every night there's something on it, but it was, it was something special. And I, I basically just said, Kevin, here's my sermon <laughs> and see if you can pick out some quotable one-liners. And I just, I pretty much left it up to him. Well, you and did. He, he composed all the music and he picked the one-liners. He edited it. I, I'm sure it was many hours of editing. I, he was a lot younger then and maybe not as busy but my gosh, what he was able to come up with, I just, I just basically handed him an audio sermon and he did the rest. So that's my favorite track. <laughs> Beautiful. It's one of my favorites too. Kevin, what about you? Yeah, definitely. Like I, I listened to him this morning, actually. I was like going back, like, man, I remember making these things. This is fun, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah, I think it was moving to like just the, um, it had a lot of that like your Eastern European influence in there. And it was, um, it was a privilege to work on it. So, well, man, yeah. you definitely did it. Whenever he says that he gave you a raw audio track <laughs> of a sermon and you were able to come up with, you know, like he said, the one-liners and be able to put the music behind it. Dude, that is, that's inspiring. And I'll be honest, I kind of had an inkling that, that may have been what happened with that one. Um, but I didn't know, and I'm so glad that I do, because I just know the the influence that that has on me, the, that that project had on me. Yeah. And that track in particular is one of my favorites. I mean, that was one of the things that whenever we started this journey, I mean, I go into my office over here, and I've got some people at office here, and I was like, you guys have to hear this. <laughs> this is the this is the best that I've heard that CEDM has to offer. Um, and, and that was kind of my interaction with it. And 
and it was just fantastic. So, guys, I am I'm so happy that we were able to chat about this. I I feel confident that in the future here, whenever we get some more out of these two, we're going to have them back. Uh, I'm super excited to dig into those projects and and to kind of just grow with these guys in this scene that they also feel passionate about. To all of our listeners, happy Halloween to you guys. Be safe, you know, make good decisions out there um, with everything we've got going on. We love you guys. We are always your partners. Um, and we will drop a link that will allow you guys to be exposed to Jacob's Ladder and everything that these two wonderful, wonderful men of Christ have been doing. And we'll see you soon. personality dictate my life because if I did that if we live simply by how we feel do I feel like praying today do I feel like worshiping the Lord today do I feel like being passionate for God today no I'm gonna let it rest I'm gonna take a vacation from passion we want to live our lives intentionally when the cloud is moving the whole community moves this is the way it's meant to work. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And as soon as the community heard that, they packed up their tent really quick, got all their children, and they are moving. If the Spirit of the Lord is moving, we must be moving. We must do this. Yes. Yeah.